Hello everyone, I am Jonathan Little, and today I'm here with episode 306 of Weekly Poker Hand, and we have a doozy today. This episode features professional boxers. We are playing 5-5 on Poker Night Celebrity Home Game. We have a raise with jack seven of clubs from Cole. That is a bit too loose in the hijack seat. We have a call from, how, do you, how in the world do you say this? CZYZ, we'll call him Size. We have a call from size with Jack 10 offsuit, which is also too wide, with the big offsuit hands like King Jack, King Queen, Queen Jack, Queen 10, Jack 10. Those hands would much prefer to three bet or fold because when you call, what happens is, well, first off, you're just dominated a lot. And second, you let other people come along and you don't really wanna be playing unsuited high cards that are likely to be dominated against multiple players. So just fold, just fold, get out of the pot. Um, anyway, he calls. Now Brewster on the button calls with King-9 offsuit. Kind of the same story. I think I'd three better fold this around a Mercer in the small blind with Ace-10 offsuit. Same story. I would three better fold this. Literally every one of these hands would have three better folded. And then Favrito closing the action in the big blind with Queen-10 offsuit. <laughs> you know, really. Same logic. Three better fold this. If you make this something like $125 preflop, maybe even bigger. If you make it like um, $175 preflop with Queen-10 offsuit here, you're going to get a ton of folds. You're going to steal this you know, 100, 100 something dollar pot a lot of the time. Anyway, flop comes. Nine, jack, I'm sorry, jack, nine, three, three hearts. All right, I realize we have a lot of players in this pot. Brewster has king of hearts, nine. So Brewster has the second up flush draw and middle pair. Um, the initial raiser, Cole, has top pair bad kicker. Size has top pair bad kicker. Favorito has an open-ended straight draw, no heart. All these other players have no hearts. And then Mercer has Ace of Clubs, Ten of Hearts for a bad flush draw. All right, so let's take a look at what happens. The player in the small blind, Mercer, with his 10 high flush draw, elects to bet $5 into the $125 pot. I do not see the purpose of this. One thing you will find that a lot of very novice players do, and to be clear, these are novice players. These are not world-class professional players, right? These are players that you will find in the small six games at your casino because they, you know, aren't very good at poker. They're good at boxing, but they're not good at poker. And it's important to realize that whenever I am giving my opinions on these players' hands, I'm not like saying that they're not smart or anything like that. I'm saying that they lack experience at poker, which is true. Just like if they were critiquing my boxing skills, well, <laughs> I would deserve a very harsh critique when it comes to boxing. So, Please know I'm approaching this from, I'm just doing my best to help them and help you all improve. So um, face, there's really no point in leading for $5 because you're going to get called a lot by a lot of better hands and you're going to get raised sometimes and blown off whatever little bit of equity you have. Like right here, we see a 6% equity. You'd rather not get blown off your 6% equity if you can help it. So anyway, he does bet $5. Favorito with his open-ended straight draw likes to call. I think that's actually a good play because you don't want to fold for $5 into a $135 pot with an open-ended straight draw, even when there are three hearts on the board and you don't have a heart. So I like that. Now, Cole, with his top pair, is going to put in a raise. So the pot's $135. If you're going to raise here, you want to raise to probably something like $80, $70, something like that. If you go too small, what's going to end up happening is you're just going to price in everyone who has the ace-high flush draw, maybe king-high flush draw, or, well, all the better hands, of course, are not going to fold. Um, or, or the other draws. So if you're going to raise, you want to make a raise size to an amount that will make the draws that have equity fold. Um, that said, with jack seven on jack nine three, I think you should actually just call because when you raise, 
the good jacks are going to continue, the good draws are going to continue, and you're actually in very bad shape against that. So right off the bat, I think Cole is overvaluing his top pair bad kicker. So let's see how much he does make it. He makes it $50. Now, as we see yet uh, right behind him, size has jack 10 offsuit, no heart. And like, look, if I was playing this spot, I would probably just fold because once it goes min bet, call, raise, top pair, bad kicker with 10 kicker starting to look a little bit weak. But if you know your opponents are playing all sorts of junk, well, then you can't really fold. So I would call here. You want to be cautious. You're not trying to get your whole... What are they playing? 125 big blinds deep. You're not trying to get all of that money in the pot. So I like calling. Now Brewster with his top, uh, his uh, king high flush draw middle pair should call. Although you'd have to be very, very careful in this scenario because now um, if you do hit your flush, you still could be beat. Back around to the initial $5 better Mercer with his ace, 10 of heart, ace, of clubs 10 of hearts he calls i would definitely fold here this is a mistake because you're going to be against some combination of better made hands and better draws and like imagine you're just against the ace of hearts and someone who has a pair you are drawing stone dead like right here he's lucky to even have two aces that give him the best hand i think most of the time he's going to have very close to zero percent equity and when you have zero percent equity you want to fold back to favorito with his open-ended straight draw mm, man this is a tough one i think it's probably a fold as reluctant as it is i realize you're getting great odds here and you're closing the action but now if you get a, um, a king or an eight on the turn to give you a straight you very easily could just still be drawing dead given it went raise call call right so i think i would have just gotten out of the way here we see he's actually getting the right price given no one has a flush yet but some portion of the time someone's going to have a flush and you certainly don't want to be in the pot at that point so very very odd five-way pot you don't see that too often one lone boxer sitting out wondering, hey, why aren't I involved? Turns of four spades, a complete blank. Everyone should probably check here. Given the action, all these players have very marginal holdings. And um, so yeah, they do all check through. River is the Jack of Diamonds. So Jack, nine, three, four, Jack, giving coal and size trips. So first things first would i ever bluff here with the ace 10 or the queen 10 and i think i just wouldn't when you're playing very multi-way you have to be very cautious when it comes to running bluffs because someone's likely to have something and if it's not you well it's probably someone else so in this situation i would have effectively no bluffs in my range just because you're going to get called a lot if someone has a jack they're calling so now gets around to cole with his jack seven should you value bet trips in this spot and i think you should because in this situation, you do have the best hand a lot of the time. If you bet and get raised, you have a pretty easy fold. And you may say, whoa, why would I fold my trips? Well, because if someone raises you, they either have good trips, which you lose to, or they have a flush, which you lose to. And like I just stated, most people aren't going to be running too many bluffs in this spot. Just because, remember, you could easily have a flush here. You raise the flop, and now you are betting the river. You probably either have a jack, a full house, or a flush when you're making this play. And if you have mostly jacks, full houses, and flushes, are people really trying to bluff you off of that? Probably not. So pot's 375 bucks. How much will we bet? In this situation, we're trying to figure out which, or how much will a worse hand call when we have jack seven? And you're trying to get called by a nine or like pocket tens or pocket eights. So I think you want to go pretty small. Pot's 375. I would go something like 125. So he is lining up a bet. 
with a bunch of red chips. He has a bunch of red chips and a bunch of green chips. Um, the green chips are 25, reds are five. I pretty much always am betting my smallest denomination chips. Uh, this is a live, a live tell thing. The way you can minimize your motions, which will minimize any undesired uh, physical mannerisms that are out of your control, is to just bet the least amount of chips possible. So live pro trick for you. Always use the least amount of trip chips possible unless you're trying to level someone with um, a, an oddly sized bet. So he bet 75. Now, size with his jack 10. I think this is a very easy call because remember, Cole opened it up under the gun. He raised the flop. He checked the turn. He probably has, like I said, a flush, which he lose to, a full house, which he lose to, or a jack. And if you think about the jacks that want to raise to five big blinds under the gun, most of them are ace jack, king jack, queen jack, jack 10, right? Notice he also lose to jack nine. So you're really only beating here jack eight, jack seven, or jack eight and jack seven opening under the gun. I would presume no, but apparently they are. <laughs> so you're really not beating all that much in this situation that will bet and then call a raise because a flush is never folding, trips is a set of full house is never folding, and also the good jacks are never folding. So I would definitely just call in this scenario. Uh, I would not fold. I, I do think that it is somewhat likely, or at least rather likely, that Cole is either bluffing or overvaluing a hand, as he is here. So I would call, but instead, size elects to raise the minimum. Interesting play. This is something that you can do if you know that you're going to get very, very clear information. My problem is, is that it's just very easy for you to be in bad shape. Like I don't think this is a great value bet. That said, much to my surprise, Brewster now calls the 150 with the King of Hearts 9. Maybe he thinks that it's, uh, well, it is true that it's less likely you're against a jack whenever another jack comes, but when it goes bet and call or bet and raise on the river, you must get out of the way with all of your bluff catchers because now you're not just catching one bluff, you're catching two bluffs, right? Now he needs Cole to be bluffing effectively straight up because you know jack nine is only a bluff catcher and then you need size to be raising the minimum with a bluff and that is just effectively impossible so i do not like the call at all with the king nine here this is lighting money on fire the two garbage hands get out of the way back around to cole 75 bucks more do you call i would say absolutely not even though you have trips even though you're getting 10 to 1 pot odds this is a situation where you are basically always going to be against a jack, at least, and maybe a flush. And if you're against a jack, well, go back to the jacks that are playable. Are people really calling a preflop raise to five big blinds with jack six or worse? Obviously, no. So you don't, they don't have those. And if they have flushes, you lose. So in this scenario, I bet Cole has very near to zero percent equity. And I mean, look, I'm all for pot odds. I love good pot odds. But when you have zero percent equity, you really do need to fold. And when it goes bet, min raise, call on the river your trips are no good they, they are they are dead and it's important to recognize when they are dead and you have to be able to get out of the way and right here you save 75 bucks a lot of people they just pop the 75 in and don't worry about it because hey you got trips right funny enough um he does like to call and if i was in uh size of shoes with my trips bad kicker i'm like oh well i guess i lose <laughs> but no he turns up his hand he's proud of his hand he's like i got it guys and they're like yep yep that's good <laughs> it looks like the two other, three other guys at the table are like, what? What? <laughs> so um, interesting hand. I think that this hand was essentially drastically overplayed on the river by all three players. 
because um, once Cole Betts uh, sides with his trips bad kicker, really should just call in theory. But it worked out amazingly well this time. And that's the neat thing about poker is that you can make a play that is probably not ideal and it can work out great. Or you can make that play and you just light an extra $75 on fire for no reason. So don't be results oriented. Realize that sometimes your play is going to work, sometimes it's not. And also realize that poker is a tough game because when you make a play and it you know succeeds, as this one did, you may start to think that this is what you're supposed to do in these scenarios. But in reality, I can tell you this is not going to be such a great raise because you're really only beating Jack-8 and Jack-7, right? Which just happens to be what you were against. Um, and there's no way to know that like Brewster's just going to call behind with middle pair at facing a bet and a raise on the river, right? So it's worked out great for size this time, and he scoops a nice pot. So that's going to be it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. If you did, do me a favor. Click like and click subscribe if you're not already. That goes a long way to helping me help other people who want to improve their poker skills, just like you. So that's it for this week. Be nice to someone, have fun, and I'll talk to you next time.